Hello and welcome to The Link Podcast, the industry's link to learn, innovate, news and knowledge in global supply chain intelligence, hosted by food logistics and supply and demand chain executive. We cover everything from transportation and warehousing trends and new technologies to food safety and sustainability impacting today's supply chains. I'm Brielle Jekyll, Associate Editor of Food Logistics and Supply and Demand Chain Executive. And with Earth Day coming up, we are getting into our sustainability month here on the podcast. We are kicking it off today with a great conversation with the founder of supply chain management company, ALOM, who has recently announced its plan to be carbon neutral by the year 2030. In this episode, we get into how we can truly create a sustainable supply chain from start to finish. So let's link into that conversation now. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining with me today on our Sustainability Month for the Link podcast. I am here with Hannah Kane, who is the CEO and president of Alam, who's making, or Alam, I'm sorry, who's making great strides in sustainability today in the supply chain. Hi, Hannah. Thank you so much for coming on with me today. Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure. I'm glad to be here. Well, I'm very excited to have you. And I was hoping that you could please um, explain a little bit about how your company is on track to reach a net zero carbon footprint and what exactly are you doing to to accomplish that? Well, uh, Elam is a supply chain uh, company. We help uh, large corporations with their supply chain. Uh, so we uh, not only plan it, but we execute on it out of 19 locations globally. And I believe everybody who's in supply chain have a big moral obligation to uh, address these issues that impact the entire world and the next generation and our generation as well, uh, and, and really do right by the planet. So we are the guys who, uh, and when I say we, I mean everybody in supply chain, are moving products around the globe and uh, using a big part of the global, uh, impacting the, the global footprint really significantly. And so anything we can do to help needs to be done. I think that's true for all of us, both as individuals and as companies, but especially for supply chain because our impact is so big. And so our employees really wanted to make a a change here and, and, and see how we can be part of the solution to this problem. And uh, so uh, it's to a very large extent an employee-driven initiative to, to see how we can get ourselves into a situation where we are um, solving, part of solving the problem and, and, and not contributing to making things worse. So we have, uh, we, we have um, largely grown this initiative based on employee suggestions. Uh, And we um, do uh, brainstorming sessions and uh, people come together and uh, are part of implementing these ideas. And so we made great strides and we believe that it's possible for us to be carbon neutral uh, by 2030 and 
actually it's a very uh, doable goal, I think. That is so great to hear because I agree. I think uh, sustainability is one of the things I'm really interested about in my work. And I think it's just so important for us in the supply chain because we touch so much of the world's industries and it's such, it, there is such a big impact. So I think what I was so excited or really interested to talk to you about is kind of how we're able to make sure the supply chain from end to finish is sustainable because there are so many companies who are looking to go carbon neutral, like Maersk, uh, Amazon, major companies. But I'm always wondering how how are we able to do that from the start to the finish in the supply chain? How do you know that your partners are as sustainable as you are? Well, it's, uh, and, and I think you hit it on the nail. It's not just carbon neutral. It's, it's, it's a number of different sustainability parameters. And of course, we don't know that uh, our, all our supply chain partners and everybody in the, in the uh, supply chain reaches the same level as us. What we can do is we can be very directive about, we don't want anybody who is irresponsible in their practices. And then we can be very focused on the products that we are buying and who we are buying them from and where we are buying them, right? Because a big part of the impact in supply chain is the transportation. And so the more we can do to near source, and when I say near source, I literally mean, close to the market or to the facility where we are going to be using the product. The more we transport things around, the worse, the, 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 worse the impact. And so, and that's true no matter which uh, transportation method we are using. So I believe near sourcing is a really important strategy to consider, and especially, of course, for the larger items. And one of the one of the negative impacts we've seen the last year from the COVID, uh, from the pandemic, is that um, um, ocean transportation has gotten so overcommitted that a lot of people have started flying their products around and and flying components around to get around the ocean crisis mm -hmm. and the port crisis and. You know, now we're talking real major impact on the environment. So I think looking at where do you source your product, do you source them from, and what are their sustainability practices, and then um, trying to also look at what which type of products are needed and when are they needed. So. Um, uh, it's no, um, there's no question about that. Um, things like uh, scrap and returns and, and, and the waste in the supply chain is another area where all supply chain professionals need to look. Uh, and uh, of course, uh, everybody who's in supply chain knows that the, the hardest thing is demand, demand is forecasting and, um, and being more accurate about that, but also setting up an agile supply chain such that we can produce as we know it's being needed and we avoid waste. So those are some of the obvious things. In addition, what we are doing is we're looking at uh, things like how are 
what are the packaging options we are we are using and uh, and uh, suggesting to our uh, clients also um, how sustainable are they how much space do they take up uh, uh, those type of of questions we also of course want the product to arrive in perfect condition because anytime we've got to uh, we have damage, it's a high load on the environment, so we don't want to do that. And then I think, you know, one of the things we, we all agreed on that we, as we started this plan is we've got to be, set a, a great example for our supply chain partners. So uh, we, we are looking inward also to see what can we do to reduce our footprint. For instance, uh, we have a, 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 um, an initiative to eliminate uh, single-use batteries. Um, we uh, have a very aggressive recycling goals and, and we're reaching them, but recycling is really not a good solution. It's about how can you do source reduction? How can you use less in the first place? Mm -hmm. and, 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 uh, and in which cases can you have a circular economy? So we are very much looking into how can we reuse a product that, uh, and that could be packaging coming in, etc. And as again, getting back to the pandemic, we were on a really good track before the pandemic uh, uh, hit us with these type of initiatives and then the We've, we've gone through a year now where everybody went, well, we don't want to um, risk uh, passing on uh, materials that potentially is, uh, are contaminated. So we, we had to scale back and, and, uh, on that initiative. But, you know, I think it's a thing we, we, we want to continue to uh, revisit. And then I, I do think that, uh, and I'm part of this also, a lobbying effort to see uh, how we can uh, further uh, help the infrastructure and the way we are, uh, regulations, etc., such that we have, we minimize the waste and we, it, uh, things just uh, do go more smoothly in the supply chain. Uh, and we don't have uh, uh, ships sitting, uh, uh, you know, waiting for two weeks to get into harbor and things like that, which is, uh, you know, a waste of resources. Right. So, so the, the, the more we can look at uh, not, not uh, doing wrong things, uh, you know, a lot of people who, do, who, who have sustainability programs look at how can they do things um, with as little impact as possible. And I think we need to do that. And we not need to say, do we really, should we really do these things in the first place? Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, one of the things we certainly, one of the areas where we absolutely uh, learned uh, uh, stuff here under, under the, during the pandemic is, uh, I think everybody's revisiting the need for business travel. Though uh, I'm sure supply chain professionals are dying to get out to their suppliers and see what's actually going on and do some audits and things like that. But still, 
I believe that we have learned that we can do with less business travel, and that's just another area where we can cut down on the carbon footprint. Absolutely. One of the things you said early on really piqued my interest. I love that you were able to come up with this idea based on your employees and their needs. And I, one of the things I wonder a lot about sustainability is companies that are very sustainably focused, how do you make sure that your all your employees kind of feel that that same energy for for the same values that you have? Do you have any recommendations or, or kind of, you know, tricks that or you know, ideas that you use to make sure you're all on the same page and focused on sustainability? Uh, I, I didn't have to trick any employees into <laughs> feeling strongly about it. I didn't mean trick, you know what I mean. <laughs> I, I, I do believe that uh, everybody cares about the planet one way or another. The question is, what can you do about it? And, and so, and so as, as co-workers bring up uh, great ideas, well, we, you know, everybody goes, oh, that's, that's a pretty good idea. Let's do that. And, 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 and uh, you know, it just creates a life in itself. And it's about listening. And that's another thing we learned uh, during the pandemic is how important it is to listen. So, um, uh, you know, I think the initiative has really grown and um, I see a lot of uh, employee engagement around it. Um, and then of course it's about, uh, if you just give lip service to something, it will die really fast. So uh, uh, taking the ideas that we can implement and we can implement fast and uh, we can implement for ourselves uh, and, and, and actually making those happen uh, really important. So, you know, we signed up with the first solar initiative. So all our power comes from solar. Uh, and uh, and uh, installing more uh, charging stations for our EV employees and things like that are um, just initiatives that are um, fairly easy to implement and uh, it's uh, there's downsides to them really and um, you know so I I feel it's a no-brainer for anybody to to do those type of initiatives. And when people see that the suggestions are actually being taken seriously and uh, implemented, more suggestions come up. And so that's what we are seeing that we are, we, actually we have a lot of suggestions we are working on right now and that I'm very excited about. That's so great to hear. I love when everyone's in it together. Uh, I'm running out a little bit of time, but I, I do want to ask you where you think the future lies for sustainability in the supply chain. I think, uh, as I said, near sourcing is an important area. Um, uh, source reduction, um, I think, uh, uh, considering the circular economy. So those are kind of the big areas that I feel we, we need to address. And then everybody needs to think about how they are doing things, not just so. So again, as I said, what what is the right thing to do, and how are we going to go about doing those things, and 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 kind of creating that filter each time we make a decision. So we have committed to considering the the environment in all our uh, decisions as a company, 
And uh, I believe that's what the responsible supply chain companies should do. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on with me today. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you for bringing this important issue to the forefront. Absolutely. I know it is uh, Earth Day soon, but, you know, we like to think sustainability throughout the entire year. Yeah, we can't just have one day. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much again for listening to today's episode and tune in every Tuesday for our episodes of Link by Food Logistics and Supply and Demand Chain Executive. If you like what you hear, be sure to give us a thumbs up or a review wherever you listen at your podcast. Next week, we get deeper into sustainability in the supply chain with the discussion on renewable energy. You can follow me on Twitter at Jake O'Brien for more of what's happening in the supply chain. And do not forget to hit subscribe on the Spotify, Apple, and Google Playlist apps so you never miss an episode.